0: Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Tashera. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. I'm your host, Steve Tashera, along with my wife, Holly. Hi, babe. Hi, how are you? I'm well. I'm excited about today. We have a...
1: I am really excited about today. Do you want to A superstar. Yeah, we have a hometown celebrity. <laughs>
0: That's, That's it. That's what I
1: call him. Um, but I'm excited that we're not talking about cancer today.
0: I know. It's, isn't that exciting? It's refreshing.
1: And so we're going to kind of take the approach of what? Attitude is everything, right?
0: That's right. That's right. And uh, we are excited to have with us Patrick Laird.
2: Thank you guys for having me. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. You are
0: with the Miami Dolphins. Currently, Yes. That yeah, is uh, going incredible. Into
2: my third season with them.
0: Wow! Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. So you've got quite the story because if I'm not mistaken, you were a walk on at Cal, correct?
2: Walk on at Cal, undrafted in the NFL, so kind of did the walk on thing twice. Basically. Wow.
0: So yeah. you have uh, well. Let's he,
1: let's back up. Let's okay. back up and go to Little Patrick. How about that? I want to know about his family first. Yeah. How about that?
0: Can I want to know about, about football. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I know. You want to get into that first? No, it's all right. Oh,
1: okay, okay. I want to know about, tell me about um, you as, you know, like you grew up here yep. and I know you have a pretty big family.
2: Yeah. So grew up on Central Coast, uh, born in Santa Maria, but grew up in a Royal Grande.
1: Awesome.
2: Uh, one of six kids.
1: Six. So okay. Where are you at in line?
2: Number four. So it goes girl, boy, girl, boy. I'm number four. And then girl, girl.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's a so big family for it today. Was,
2: uh, it was two versus four with the guys and <laughs> girls. So we used to lose all the votes for family movies oh, and activities sure. and stuff like that growing up. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's cool. And um uh and you graduated from
2: Mission Prep. Yeah. So went to school in Royal Grande from when I was like six to thirteen years old, and then I went to high school in San Luis Obispo. Where'd you go at to Mission elementary? Prep? Uh, St. Patrick's. Okay, so you elementary. went
1: from pa- St. Pat's to um, yeah so to Mission. That's Thirteen awesome.
2: years of private school, and then I went to a public college.
1: Were you like in awe, going, "What the heck"? It was different. It just happened. <laughs> yeah, and then
2: because uh, I went to Cal or University of California at Berkeley up in the Bay Area, and, and talk and
1: about difference. Berkeley huh?
2: versus Oral yeah. Grande and San Luis Obispo is <laughs> a lot different. Yeah. It's not as crazy as everyone thinks because you see you know, shots of Berkeley on like on the news when all the crazy oh, yeah. riots and stuff happen. Um but most of the time it's like a pretty normal, cool city. Um but yeah it was you no
1: know, no real um like you can't tell us any great stories about um craziness and
2: I can't I can. Uh, <laughs> my freshman my freshman year. Usually your freshman year is when all the crazy stories yep. come yeah, out. And yeah and you lived in the dorm I'm assuming. Lived in the dorms and There was a speaker coming to campus, I think. I forget which one specifically. And so there's protests and then there's counter protests. And then Antifa came from, there's a lot like there's Antifa groups in the Bay Area. I think they, some of them came from Oakland and just started like tearing down our campus for, I don't know, whatever reason. Um, And the riot police had come. And so we're freshmen in the dorm and we were like, four or five blocks away. So we walked down to the downtown area near college campus. Oh, oh no. And we looked behind us and these riot police had started to corner the crowds. So me and my buddies, you know, start to run, but one of my buddies got pushed in with the with the protest crowd. And then all of a sudden they started throwing tear gas. Oh, no. So my buddy's running away and he's getting tear gas in his eyes. Oh, and we're my. like, you know what? We're going to sit out yeah. from going to these events from now on. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes they get out of control. Yes. So that's, uh, that's my crazy you yeah. know, campus protest turned to, to riot it's story. Wow. crazy. Yeah. So you didn't
1: want to go home. You still wanted to stay there, though. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. So it didn't scare you away. No, it didn't. That's it awesome. Didn't. That's awesome. Okay, so you, you graduated from uh, Mission Prep. You got accepted to Cal, yeah, and you are going in as a freshman. Do you have um, a major in mind?
2: so at Cal, you go in undeclared and okay. then depending on the major you want, you have to apply to get in oh um some majors you can just you take a certain number of prereqs and then you are you know registered in that major, but for the business school, which is basically the reason I chose Cal, hmm. was you have to apply halfway through your sophomore year, you find out second semester sophomore year whether you get in or not so. Went in planning to major in business and luckily um, did well enough in the prereqs and got accepted to the business school. Okay. And then um, I redshirted actually in my second year. So I had all these extra credits and decided to double major um, because I was going back for a fifth season and ended up doing political science as well. But wow. um, yeah, my decision to go to Cal is basically like I was getting recruited by a couple different schools, not highly recruited, like smaller schools back East. And then when I got the walk on spot at Cal, uh, I Googled the business school at Cal and it was like, one of them, I found out it was one of the best in the country. So I was like, I'm going there. You're going there. You're going. I really chose it because of, of the school. Okay. So, so
0: what was it yeah. like? Because at mission prep, a smaller private high school, yeah. you're a standout star. I mean, your name's in the news all yeah. the time. And then you don't get an offer, but yeah. you get a quote unquote walk on offer. What was that like coming from a small high school where everybody knows your name going to, what, 20,000 plus students yeah, and sure. trying to find a, a place to fit in on the team.
2: Yeah. I mean, so my expectations walking on at Cal were just like, so in, in high school um, I loved basketball, but then my sophomore year when I played varsity, I, I just fell in love with football and I fell in love with the running back position mm-hmm. specifically. And I had seen my brother go on and play college football. And so that was my, I just, that just became my It's Like I just want to make it to a college football program. And he went and played at Cornell and so in my mind, I was like, I love football, but I understand it's not gonna or at the time I thought it's not gonna be my job. It's not right. gonna be my right. career. Sure. So I wanna go to the best school I can while I play Division One football. Nice. So I sent like my I sent my film to these East Coast schools. I got, you know, I was talking like Brown, Cornell, Dartmouth, schools like that. And Brown and Cornell were kind of my top two that I thought I was gonna go play at, like my brother did. And then I had a good senior season. Um my coaches were like, hey, we maybe you can play at a higher level. Like, let, let's send your film out, my high school coaches. Hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm fine with that, but I don't want to sacrifice any of the academics. So send it to Berkeley, send it to UCLA. Okay. Um, and then they came back with a walk-on spot, and that's kind of the decision. And then I got to Cal just thinking, okay, this is the Pac-12. This is cool. Um you know, a lot of this team, a lot of schools didn't recruit me because I played at mission prep, small, you know, small program. Sure. I'm putting up big numbers, but you don't necessarily know from a high school to college, like, right. will that translate? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'll just go and, you know, I'll work hard, do what I can. And if I play special teams for four seasons and get a degree, I'll be happy. that will be awesome for me.
1: So that's what you're thinking. You that's know?
2: what I'm thinking. And then I showed up <clears throat> my freshman year and I started doing workouts with the guys mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I start looking around, seeing these scholarship guys. I'm like, I can compete with them. Sure. And that's kind of when I flipped my mindset in my head and said, Hey, maybe I can start, I could actually get some playing time. Um, it took a couple years to prove it and I had to get better, but uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So do they look at you like you said just right now that they're scholarship guys. So are they looking at you like you're a walk-on, like you, do they look at you a little different?
2: So I actually, funny enough, I got recruited. I was a running back in high school, but then they thought, okay, he's this, you know, small school running back. Maybe you can put on a couple pounds and play fullback. So I went in thinking I was going to be a fullback. Um, and I've I'm training for that. I, I put on weight and then our first summer conditioning session, we, Basically, it's just the freshmen by ourselves. So some of the older guys come and laugh at the guys that are out of shape. Some of the coaches <laughs> come to evaluate the guys who showed up in shape. Totally. And I, I ended up just beating everyone in the sprints. I just was lucky enough that I just trained. I, I showed up in wow. shape. Part of that probably is because my brother told me that would be important. Sure. And so I showed up in shape, and I'm beating all the, all the other guys, all, you know, the skill position guys. And the offensive coordinator had come up to me after, the, after that uh, session. He goes, sorry, I didn't know your name, but you want to come into my office tomorrow. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. And Sorry,
2: I don't know your name. Yeah. Um, there's a funny story with, with that. I could, I could also tell why he said that. But so I go into his office the next day. He has my highlight video up on the projector. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's like, hey, step into my office. And I sit down. Like, right when I sit down, he goes, do you want to play running back for us instead of fullback? And I said, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's what I want.
0: Yeah. Where do I sign? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But with, with the walk-on thing, that, that's part of it is like the coaches spend all this time recruiting. Mm-hmm. And that's how you build your programs. You want to get your recruits in there. Sure. And so they're they're invested in a way in those guys. They want them to pan out. And then sometimes the walk-ons, depending on the program, like when I went to Cal, the walk-ons became a big part of the program because they realized they can get more talent mm-hmm. talent into the program. And so they definitely gave us probably more of a shot than other other programs do. Um, but it's still like they have an investment in that kid that they gave a scholarship to, to mm-hmm. for four years. And so if a walk-on comes in, like you – it could be subconscious with the coach. They want their guy that they chose to pan sure, out, of basically. They do. Right. Yeah. Of so I came in. I was there was four running backs in my class that came in. Three were scholarship, and I was the one walk on. And then oh, I had, so
1: what's the relationship between that? Like, how does that? I'm, work?
2: I'm cool. I'm cool with them. But um, <laughs> they
1: were they cool with you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> one, yeah. Everyone. Everybody, everyone has a different story sure. and all that. No, I'm I'm cool with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just what happened was I think. Some people thought, like, okay, you're a walk-on. You didn't get re- – maybe they didn't evaluate you fair enough at the beginning. But the truth is, like, I wasn't as good as them when I first showed up on campus. Sure. But gotcha. when I left campus, I think I became a better all-around football player. And then now I'm lucky enough to still be playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and, like, and
1: where are
0: they at? Are they playing they're not NFL? Playing, they're not playing football anymore. Oh, gosh. <laughs> which
2: is it's, – it's kind of a crazy <laughs> thing. Like, funny. there's three scholarship guys and one walk-on. And the walk-on ends up being the one that's, that's still playing football today. So – yeah, it was – but the truth is, like, when I showed up, I wasn't as good as them. But when I left, I think I I became a better football player do because think, I got a little bit better each year.
1: Sure. And do you think that that had to do with coaching? Do you think that had to do with your drive to know what you had to do to get better? Do you think – what do you think? Do you think it had a lot to do with everything? I
2: th- yeah, I think there's a lot of it. I think – Maybe part of the part of it was the way I was raised by my parents. Sure. Um, having my older brother to look up to. Like, I just saw the growth he made in high school and in college, just how hard he, you know, he worked out, he lifted. I just, I saw these examples of what happens when you just put in that constant effort. Yeah. Um, and then I think, like, when I showed up at Cal, my thought was, okay, I'm going to work hard in football, but school is like my main focus. Right. Whereas a lot of my teammates showed up and they say, I'm going to the NFL. Right. Mm, (laughs) right.
1: That's a good mindset. You see that
0: a lot in the the higher level sports. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so
2: I think if you have the idea, like, I'm showing up to Cal and, like, a lot of guys from Cal go to the NFL. Like, I'm just going to be another one of those guys. I think some people just stay the same. Mm. You know, they don't realize, like, once you get to college, now you have to take another step. Right. And... I just, I'm lucky that I have like passion for the game and I love like the process of just becoming a better running back. And so I just did that through my four or five years there. And so, um, yeah, ended up just developing to a better and better football player. Whereas I feel like some guys go, hey, I made it to D1. I made it.
1: Yeah, I'm a it and I say I want to call. play in the NFL, yeah. but I don't
2: do anything to take the steps to do that. Right. Thanks, so man. part of it, I think is just luck that I just, I love the process and I'm passionate about the game. And then part of it's just like, I had good role models growing up that just said, sure. "Hey, just put your head down and work, and, and whatever work results come, yeah, will come." You you kind of you don't always get what you deserve, but the people that prepare mm-hmm. themselves, and then if you get an opportunity, those people are better prepared to take advantage of it. That's, That's right. awesome. That's, That's right.
1: awesome. So have you always been a fast like running? Like, have you always been really?
2: fast at
0: running.
2: <laughs> How do you say that? Yeah. A fast runner. I was always the fastest in my class growing up, okay. I was. I was in a small, you know, I, yeah, there was probably like 30 people. kids in my class yeah. in elementary yeah. school, but so. I was always, I was always trying to beat everyone in all the okay. races and stuff. Uh, so I had that. Um, do you have a
1: passion to run?
2: I, I mean, do enjoy you, running. You do
1: enjoy running. Okay. Yeah. I hope
2: okay. so. Considering <laughs> that's what he does. Exactly. Yeah. But
1: you know, you think about it and you're like, would you go run, you know, two miles today? And you're
2: So, for me, I used to do like a crazy like conditioning, just run until I threw up. Like, I used to do that stuff when I was in high school, but now I've realized that that's not the best way to get faster. Oh, gotcha. So, when you like look at track athletes, sometimes they'll take three to five minutes in between reps. Hmm. So, they'll sprint 60 meters and rest for like five minutes so that their heart rate goes down, their body recovers, and then they can go full speed again.
1: And that's kind of how, how football is. Right?
2: Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have a little, since we're, our events are different because they literally just have one event and then they're they're done yeah. for the day. Mm-hmm. So we have to do a little bit more conditioning. But when I'm doing speed training, I I did a track workout today. I'll let my heart rate get down to like 130 before I do my next rep. So that takes about maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. Um, And that, my idea behind that, I don't know if there's any like workout nerds or, you know, that are <laughs> listening or young kids, but like, for your body to adapt to to become faster, you need to push it to its 100% output. Oh, gotcha. And then your body's like, okay, I'm used to this 100%. Now I'm going to try to go higher and higher. Right. But if you're tired and you're, your lung, you're breathing hard, you're never able to get to that 100% you're never able to adapt. And so that was my, like. That makes total that, sense. Yeah, that's, so yeah. now that's kind of how my training's focus focused for my speed training. Sure, um, gotcha. But yeah, growing up, sense. I used to just run as, until that's I couldn't so run anymore. <laughs> and I thought that was the best way to get, you know, bigger yeah. or, or faster. I, it
1: made sense at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. that's so interesting. Okay. Yeah.
2: So
0: at Cal, is there one moment in particular of your career that was a highlight for you?
2: When I I think when I was voted captain my junior season mm. that was like probably the, the highlight of of my life I mean because that wow. is a peer
0: uh, it was vote it right was
2: voted by the players wow and that was just such a special moment for me because before the season started I was still not on scholarship and I had um I had never been one of the big rah rah guys I mm-hmm. guess in my mind I hadn't earned that yet I wasn't able to use my voice to tell people, you know, how they should, I mean, you, you can hold your teammates accountable, but I didn't think I was like, I could command the whole team sure. vocally. So the only way I could be a good leader was just by leading by yeah, example, example. such so right. mm-hmm. as, so you know, important. busting my butt in workouts, showing guys, Hey, this is how, you know, yeah. showing up every day this is what you do. And then uh, the coaching staff gave me a scholarship during that fall camp mm. and we didn't vote on captains. It was a, It was a new coaching staff. So they didn't really know who were the team leaders. We were still kind of figuring out the identity of the team, and then six games in, uh, the team voted on captains. And by that time, I had become the starting running back. Mm. The guys kind of saw how I operated, and they voted me captain. And so that was like That's, at that what moment. An cool. what, a what an I honor. Was just, that was just like the coolest coolest moment of my football career probably. That's um, me.
0: And there's four of you, right?
2: Uh, there was five captains that five year. Five captains that yeah. year. Yeah.
0: And they're all voted on by, by your all peers. by players. Yeah. Yeah
1: interesting so i want to know just curiosity what is your brothers and sisters and your parents thinking and your friends here you know in the small little town saying about you walking on you know as a freshman and now you're becoming a captain uh-huh. you know as your junior year what is what's going on in their minds i want to hear like were they super excited were they like oh my gosh here he goes you know <laughs> what, what was it like
2: yeah so i have a, fu- a couple funny stories about all that um I mean, my family's always been really supportive. My parents love to come up to our games. So if you go to Berkeley for game day, it's, it's a super fun super time. Fun. yeah. And the parents love to have a good time. Yes. And so they became really good friends with you know all my football friends, and yeah. they kind of had this good group. And so they would come up for a lot of games. My parents were just stoked to see me dressed out in my jersey. Sure. And yeah. My sophomore year, I was playing mostly special teams. A couple games I got in there, carried the ball a couple times, and they were just stoked to see that. I mean, sure. there was this one game where we beat um, – texas they were number 12 in the country we beat them at at our stadium oh, my parents wow. were there you know the unranked student, yeah we were unranked the <laughs> right. student section came down crashed the field my parents were eventually able to come down on the field we took these pictures so that was like when i was just playing special teams okay. and still not on scholarship my parents were just super supportive and and love you know love coming and just watching you yeah. know they didn't, yeah. i don't think they really cared if i got on the field or sure. not they sure. just were happy for me sure um but then going into that my junior season. Something in my mind changed where I said, okay, what if I like just start to shoot for a little bit higher than just, you know, trying to get on special teams and stuff? Yeah. And um, I was thinking maybe I could just become a role player on offense, you know, run the ball, maybe catch the ball a couple of times a game, (laughs) you know, that'd be fun. And that spring, I was back here with my buddy that goes to Cal Poly, he's one of my best friends. And he says he doesn't remember this conversation, but I told him, I was like, I wanna, you know, I'm thinking I wanna play in the NFL. And he goes, he's like, you're a third string running back at Cal. You're, you're not going to play in the NFL. Don't you love how they just put it in reality for you? <laughs> that's how you know he's one of your best oh, friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. He
0: just knocked the wind right out not of it. And I said, yeah.
2: I was like, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the support. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. then uh, totally- ended up becoming the starting running back that year, a couple couple games in the season, and had a, had a good season. Um, And then that's kind of when it became real because, you know, agents reached out and all that stuff said, hey, you know, there's a potential that you could play, you know, have you started talking to agents and all that stuff. So after my junior season, I started telling my parents and my dad was just like, he's like, you know, he he played, he played football in college Mm -hmm. and he ended up hurting his knee. Which might have been the best thing for him because he hurt his knee, tw- he hurt it again, and then he just had to focus on school. He ended up going to med school and just having, you know, yeah. his head's good, his body's good now. Right. Um, so he's thinking, he's like, you have your business degree, why don't you just, you know, enjoy college football <laughs> all you can and just end on a high note. Right, right. And I just remember telling him, I was like, I just still love it. And I just want to, if I can play any longer, then I want to I try to do it. Um, and. My parents said they're supportive, but I think in their mind they're like, you know, you've had a great career at Cal. Just,
1: (laughs) just go get a job. Go get a
2: job, and your body (laughs) will feel good again. (laughs) Um, But I just told them I loved it, and they they supported me. Well,
0: and you know, a good surgeon. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, yeah.
1: that definitely.
0: Speaking of, you know, I got to bring that up because your dad has a very special place in our heart. Absolutely, because he was the one that when he saw the MRI and, and Ryan's tumor. He's the one that said, "Hey, we got to act now." We, you know, yeah. and he called, and I don't. To this day, I don't know who he. I called, don't even know who he. But called. But he said that it was one of the nation's leading doctors in this area, and he I don't said, think in
1: this area he called it. No, I remember it was, world Renown yeah, was the was the right term he used. But and, he had
0: said that we would be at Stanford or UCLA by that weekend. Yeah, you know, and we knew so. it was
1: it was bad when I mean because that's probably the first time that we saw, we heard the c word which was the cancer word. So that was, um, but I, 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 felt, I felt different because it was somebody that was local that cared. You right. know, it wasn't just somebody that we were a number and we were just, you know, thrown around. It was literally he cared about where we were going to go. And it was super important. And he was passionate to know that we would get the best care. Mm-hmm. So that means a lot to me and says a lot about your dad and your family. So we just yeah. wanted to say Incredible that. Incredible
0: office staff. And, absolutely. And, and we love your dad. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, but, yeah, but yeah. But back to you, because I'm so excited I know. about you. Super so. excited, yeah. yeah. Um, so you've, you graduate with two degrees, right? Two mm-hmm. degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have a master's? What do, you, what do you have? Just
2: two undergrad degrees, one business, one political science.
0: Okay, so yeah. you're, you're set. Oh, my god. And then you decide that I want to try and play in the NFL. Yeah. So. Walk us
1: through yeah, that. Yeah, tell us through that. Yeah.
2: So during the season, I just so, – so I said the agents had reached out after my junior year. So I'm going into my senior season just preparing um, to play football and just finish my political science degree. And I passed off all communication to my brother with the agents. So he starts vetting these guys that are calling. And I was Okay, like, this is your
1: brother that was, played football?
2: At Cornell, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so is he the older brother? The he's young? older.
2: He's older. He's older. So he's
1: like – he's –
2: He's talking to these guys, texting them, so they're awesome. texting him. Just you know, on behalf of you, on behalf of me. Oh, this so is he's, great. So he's he's
0: your
1: he's your little
2: manager, my like gatekeeper. Yeah, your are he, he was taking this like one class because he he had just been finishing up at Cornell at this time, um, and he was taking this class on like data science or something. So he had, like done this like ranked choice. Oh, this thing, is hilarious. And I gave him my preference. He, he probably went way too far into it, but <laughs> uh, it ended up working out because what what happened is. Um, we had a couple weeks in between finishing school or like our last game of the season, you finish school and finals and we had our bowl game, I think like the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So a couple of weeks in there, I decided, okay, I'll take some calls with the agents. And I decided on this agent that I was going to sign with, um, but you can't sign until after you're done with your amateur career. So, but I told, I told the agent before this bowl game, I'm going to sign with you. And we start talking about training afterwards, all this stuff. Um, and then the first quarter of that game, I break my collarbone. Oh. And so it, there was, like, all this stuff before that happened. Like, I was, like, 40 yards away from another 1,000-yard season. I was one or two catches away from 100 yard, or hundred catches in my career. And they're like, you're going to be the first Cal running back to ever do that. And so people are saying all this stuff. And I'm like, "Just let's just wait. I need to finish this game first. And then, sure. and then you lo and behold, your I break my collarbone in the first quarter and I get taken out. Um, what what so, was your
0: mindset at that point?
2: So at first I thought my AC joint popped out. So I so I go off the field, I run off and I like my backup goes in. And I'm sitting there, I'm kinda of like, ooh, it kinda of hurts. I did but this feels like an AC joint separation. Didn't feel like I didn't never broke my collarbone. I had my AC joint separated. And um I'm like, okay, I think I can go back out there 'cause and then I went back out for a third down play because of the passing situation. And uh this bowl game was a crazy, it's called the Cheez It Bowl. If you guys want to look up the highlights, it's all low lights. Uh <laughs> there's like nine, there's like nine interceptions. Oh, wow, I think between TCU and oh, Cal. Oh yeah. And I think the final score was like twelve to nine or something. It was like it was a crazy game. Um But we throw another interception and I'm chasing the guy and I push the guy out of bounds, and right then I just felt this pain go through my shoulder. And I was like, okay, this is something worse than an AC joint. So I went back to the sideline, and uh, the trainers took me in. I got an x-ray, and they're like, it's separated. You know, you, I was like, can I go back? In my mind, I wanted to go back in the game because like, this is my last college football game. And they're like, if you go back in, this thing could shatter, and you don't mm-hmm. want it to shatter. Right now, it's like it, you don't need surgery. It's It's cracked, but you don't need surgery. If you go back in, it could crack, and it could be way worse. Wow. So... I, you know, I walked to the locker room. In my shower, I'm taking off all this gear by myself, and it kind of hit me in that moment. Like this is, that's my last college football game. What if this is my last football game ever? I started thinking about signing with my agent. What if my agent goes? He broke his collarbone. He's not going to be a good prospect anymore. You know, we're not going to back him. You know, oh, so I just yeah. all this stuff all in the my bad mind. Things, I'm just yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Just, I just started thinking about all the bad stuff, you know, yeah. coming up short on a thousand yard season, ended up sure. at one reception short of, you know, just all these things. And then, um, th- then my agent texted me, asked if I was okay. And I was like, are we still good? He goes, oh yeah, we're going to back you hundred percent. So that kind of gave me a little bit of relief. And I said, okay, yeah. I'm going to still do this thing. So still had to like follow up with the doctors and all that stuff uh, at Cal. But I remember New Year's, I was with my family. Um, cause training had, was going to start like the first week of, of January mm-hmm. and I was enjoying like my last, you know, little weekend with my family and my dad and you know, my mom kind of had that conversation with me again. Like, Hey, you know, this <laughs> yeah. is going to, it'll be tough. Cause you yeah. know, teams are going to look at you. You got hurt. You probably won't be able to do everything at your pro day that you want to do, right. you're going to be recovering for the next few months. But I was like, I'm, I'm dead set on doing it. And, uh, luckily the agent stuck with me they paid for training. I went up to Seattle to train for a few months and then, um, I didn't get invited to the combine so all I had to do was prepare for a pro day um, mm. so for people that don't know like the combine invites like 250 prospects mm. um, from college football NFL coaches and teams are all there you know looking at the guys they do all these tests um, and then after that team or colleges will host a pro day what they call it where professional teams can come in and watch but you know if you're not a big prospect sometimes coaches don't come and see you but luckily it was me and a couple other guys on our our team were being looked at so we had a good amount of you know NFL teams there so so
0: really that's a benefit because you got to bypass the combine
2: yeah just train for my pro day knowing that's that's all I had to focus on I didn't do the bench press just because my my shoulder didn't have enough time to heal so really I just did like the on the field stuff which I think is what they care about anyways and uh yeah and then going into the draft I wasn't I didn't know like where I stacked up, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be like a first or second day guy. It was Mm -hmm. three days of the draft. So the third, the third day is rounds four through seven. I said, Hey, maybe I'll be like a sixth or seventh round pick, but you know, you never know with those things. Um, but the Miami dolphins had reached out before the draft to my agent saying, Hey, we're interested in, um, in Patrick. And, um, you know, how does, you know, what do you, they just started talking to us basically. And then my agent was like, I really like the situation with the dolphins. They have a new coaching staff. Um, you know, they're they're hiring people from the Patriots, kinda want, you know, tough, competitive football players, mm-hmm. good character guys. And I started thinking about it more. And then um the third day of the draft, we told the Dolphins, if no one drafts me, I was gonna sign with them. Oh, and you so, had told them so at that I, point. Yeah, the third day. So what happened was my agent would get calls from teams saying, Hey, does Patrick wanna come to our tryout or does he wanna sign as an undrafted guy? And my agent just told him well, he's gonna sign with Miami unless or he's gonna sign with a team unless someone picks him. And so we were just waiting. My name was never called in the draft, and so about 45 minutes afterwards, got some calls from the Dolphins, and they sent over a contract, and I signed it.
1: So it wasn't—did you have an opportunity to go to any other camps or any other—
2: Yeah, I could have. There was a couple teams I could have signed with as an undrafted guy, but I just liked the situation with the Dolphins and—
1: and because the, the agent kind of said, I like this staff. Yeah. I like the way it's going to work out. So what were the other ones, just out of curiosity?
2: Uh, I can't even probably, I don't even can't remember, remember. Like, all the teams. I think like the, I talked to the Eagles. Oh, um, okay. I talked to the, I talked to a good amount of teams, the Niners, the Seahawks wanted me to go to a the mini camp.
0: But again, those are camps. Those are, they're giving you one more chance to, to work out for them to see if they want
2: uh for the I think the Seahawks was the mini camp invite, but the other teams I think were undrafted gotcha. free agent deals. And part of it was like I didn't even know all the teams because my agent was fielding calls at the end sure. saying he's gonna sign with, with another team. You have to pick them if you want them. So I don't know actually all the options because I just you I didn't want to know. Didn't I just like know. yeah. Yeah. But the the funny thing was I trained with this guy named Miles Gaskin. So if we have any football fans, they probably know who Miles Gaskin is. Um I trained with him up in Seattle. He went to the University of Washington and we became good buddies. For About two months we were training together up there, and the third day of the draft, the last running back pick was Miles Gaskin by the Miami Dolphins. Oh gosh! And so I'm thinking, Wait, is this a good situation for me? Should I go in with another rookie running back? And I called my agent and he said, I say, Stick with the plan, um, I still think it's a good spot for you, mm-hmm. and ended up being great for both Miles and I. Like, we went together. Because going into your rookie preseason, it's tough mentally and physically, but mostly mentally, it's stressful. And so it was good for us to have each other, kind of. So oh, nice! You know, we would study together, we work out together, learn the playbook together, and you man, already had a relationship. We already so had a relationship. This. We knew, you know, we both, you know, you trusted each other, right? Because yeah. like we're competing for at our in our minds, we didn't know how many spots there was, mm. but we're thinking maybe we're competing against each other. You know, yeah, there's you other know. running backs, obviously. We ended up both making the team and, and playing in our rookie seasons. And then last, last season, um, our second year, he just had an incredible year. Ended up being a starter for most of the season. So it was awesome. So we've been playing together for the last that two seasons. Is so funny. But that is yeah, so at the time, I was like, I don't know if I should sign to the same team as Miles. Um, but it ended up being great for both of us.
0: So as an... In- what is the correct term undrafted, undrafted free agent? Okay. Yeah. So do you get a league minimum at that point? Is yeah. that the way it works? Yeah.
2: You, every, uh, undrafted free agent comes in or it's, it's pretty similar across all rookie contracts, but everyone makes the league minimum their first rookie season. And then if you're undrafted, you're on a three year deal. Whereas if you're drafted, you're on a four year deal. Hmm. Um, but for anyone that knows NFL contracts past your signing bonus, nothing's guaranteed in your rookie contract. Um, so you have to make the team again every year, or they can release you at any time.
0: So that's where you're at. You have to keep making you're the still team. There. Yep.
2: yep. Still in that uh stressful process and oh all that. A little less stress because I know how the league works a little bit. I have a relationship with the coaches, but again, it's like I need to go back and prove myself. And so it's been nice to be here on the Central Coast training for that. But yeah. I know, you know, I'm gonna have to go back to Florida soon and start to, you know, really really get back to it and Oh, prove yeah. myself again because the coaches know who I am, but they're also signing other guys to the team that, you know, sure. those guys are competing for a job too. So they want your job. They want oh, my job. Yeah, right. Yeah. absolutely. And luckily I play a position where, you know, some teams have three, four, five of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so if everyone can find a role, they'll keep you. But if, if they don't find, you know, they, they don't need you anymore, then they'll, they can release you in a second. And it doesn't really uh, hurt that them. Crazy.
0: So tell us about that first year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're signed. What is it like? What are you fighting for? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of give us some insight into that.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I remember training. I would like tell people, yeah, I'm training for. You know, I just played football. Cow. They'd be like, oh, what position you play? I play. Like, oh, I play running back. Like, oh, what are you doing now? Like, well, I'm gonna keep trying to play. Yeah. I'm like, so what are you thinking? Like the CFL? I was like, no, I'm gonna try to play in, in the NFL. Like, so what do you think? Like practice squad? You want to like. <laughs> maybe like practicing go to camp or something i was like well i want to make a team you know so i had a lot of those conversations and then uh i signed with the dolphins finally and i remember i got on a flight to go to my brother's graduation i was wearing a dolphin shirt on the flight because i just came from the facility and uh one of the people i sat with I had these thick boston accents so they're patriots And they're like they were patriots fans yeah. they're like oh we can't sit next to a dolphins fan yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, I didn't say it, but I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm on the team. But, uh, you know, I, didn't, I didn't say anything. And then, um, so and then the funny story, I could, I got this nickname called the intern. I don't know. Intern. The intern. And the reason was, is so I was like, okay, those, you know, those stories are funny. Those are people outside of the organization. You know, it doesn't really matter their, their opinion, I guess. Um, but during training camp, I sat down for lunch one time with one of the operations guys and some of the summer interns that come during training camp sat down with us. I started asking them questions. Oh, what do you study? You know, why are you interested in like football operations, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And after about 10 minutes, one of them looks at me and goes, so what do you do here? <laughs> <I was>
1: like, <laughs> oh that is so like, good you're like i'm on the okay, team yeah, yeah. And he was
2: super apologetic super nice kid um, <laughs> that
1: would be a mistake i would make probably you know so foot and mouth
2: <laughs> there there's just moments like that where yeah. i'm in my mind i'm like you know i'm in the you know i'm i've signed with a team i'm in the nfl but right. there's all these like little things where people say like Oh, are you really like are you just on the practice squad or like are you just <laughs> exactly. one kid one person thought i was just like a an operations intern whatever like
0: that's so So you funny. kind of get this
2: imposter syndrome a little bit um but then and I mean, when, you're not a big dude. I'm not, no. You're not like
1: this big dude. Because remember that one time, we uh, we tell the story a little bit because um, when Ryan uh, was signing for CMU, mm-hmm. we got stuck in um, Phoenix, Phoenix. Yeah. and they put us up in, an, you know, it was just, I don't even know how we, why we got stuck. But anyway, we had to spend the night in Phoenix. So they put us up at this uh, hotel and literally we were looking around going, who? are these people they were huge necks were as big as my waist i mean they were yeah. just huge so we find out
0: it was the saint louis rams were in town for a game you nope. guess the, and they put us up in that hotel and you yeah.
1: just knew yeah.
2: looking right those
1: have to be football
2: players but, you yep. know what i
1: mean you just no. knew it so i it's, mean
2: it's a gift and a curse honestly because <laughs> totally, i can walk yeah. around and i'm just a normal looking person <laughs> I, you know, but in I our own that. facility, people don't, couldn't even tell I was a football player. So uh, <laughs> That maintenance man is Jack. Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. see him? Yeah. <laughs> and so I told, I told that, that story to the team because as a rookie, you get called up in front of the team, oh, sing yeah. a song, tell a joke. So I was like, I'm going to tell a story about what, what yeah. it's like to be a football player that looks like me. <laughs> and so I told a couple of those stories about people confusing me for whatever. And oh, then that's I told so. that final one about the intern thinking sure. that I wasn't a football player. And so from then on, the offensive coaches called me the intern. The
1: intern, and it
2: kind of caught on. And um, Ryan Fitzpatrick told the media about that story, and then oh, um, the media started calling me the intern, the intern. and all that stuff. Oh, so it kind of ran, ran yeah. away with it. But I uh, but it. yeah, again, I, so all those things were happening, mm-hmm. and I'm going into my pre, in these preseason games, and you know I I'd, I'd made some plays in practice, but you don't really know what it's really like until the bullets are flying. Yeah, that's what, they, is what yeah. they say, and so. Um, in, you know, first couple plays I got in, I just had like a big, you know, explosive run. And then, um, I scored a touchdown in like, I think the second or the third preseason game. So like, I just, I started to feel like, okay, like I made these plays in college. I'm starting to make them in the preseason game. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe I do belong here. Right. And it was kind of like what I said when I showed up at Cal as a freshman, I started running around with the other guys I realized wait I'm just as athletic as these guys. I had that same feeling during preseason, my rookie, oh, my that's rookie year. Awesome. And so I felt I had done enough during the preseason because we had four preseason games. And when you're a rookie, you know you don't play much in the first. You start playing a little bit more in the second, and then the third and fourth you really play a lot to try to earn your your sure. spot. And uh, yeah, then going in like the last preseason game, I made a couple more players were playing at the Saints um, Stadium and. I just felt like when I walked off the field, I was like, okay, if the Dolphins don't want me, there's some team out there that's seen enough of my film during preseason to sure. say, hey, let's give this guy a shot. You so left I, it on the field. I left, left it. I said, left. those are my four preseason games. I think I put enough film out there. Um, I love the Dolphins. If they want to keep me, that'd be great. But I think they're. if they don't, I think there's going to be another team out there. Um, and then luckily the Dolphins kept me, and that's I've been there amazing. the last the last two seasons.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And
0: so you've done a little bit mm-hmm. of special teams. Yep. And you've done running back yeah and you scored your first touchdown not what two seasons ago Mm -hmm. uh what was that like
2: that was incredible um (laughs) did
0: you keep the ball
2: i kept the ball (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's at my parents house oh awesome that was a that just experience right there was this it was a little bit of validation i guess you know because like there's the people that doubt that you can make it to the NFL. Oh yeah. And then you make it and like, oh, he's just playing special teams, and then it's like, oh, he got one or two carries, you know, against in this game. You know what I mean? So people yeah, always just yeah. switch it. But like once you, if you score a touchdown, I don't think anyone can take you take he, that away from you. Yeah, they, they can't. can't take That's it. That's in the books forever. Mm. It's in the books. And I scored it against the Eagles, and it was a close game. It was the and it was a touchdown, it took us ahead. Oh. And then funny enough, we went for two, and Fitz just threw me the ball. I scored the two point conversion, and so like. I felt like I contributed to a win sure. Sure. with the with the team, and so yeah. it was on my girlfriend's birthday, and oh. her and her family were out there. There so, you go. That's so it was special amazing. all the way around. Was, yeah. yeah, and uh, i I tried to make it so we didn't celebrate my touchdown after the game. We celebrated her birthday for the oh, rest of the night. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was, awesome. was special for that. Is very special. for both special. of us. It was, a, it was a good special. day. So yeah, that that was awesome, and it's it's kind of hard to ex- explain the feeling. Oh, would I'm you sure. say that's so your so highlight?
0: Fun thus far of your career, or is there something else that's been even better?
2: I think this past season, because we won a lot more games, mm-hmm. my rookie season, I think it was the eighth game of the season when we won our first game. I think we were 0-7, and then our first game of the season, we played, I think it was against the Jets, I believe. We got our first win. Um, <clears throat> and so But so the end of the season, we weren't playing meaningful games. <clears throat> so this year, we're... I think we how many we're ten and yeah, we're ten and six. But going into December, every game we played was either gonna hurt or help our chances into the playoffs. Gotcha. And yeah, so when you start works. winning those games in December, it's just even if I didn't have a big catch or a big run, mm-hmm. like if I had one block on special teams that led to like a touchdown or something, I felt that was more important because we were it was for meaningful football games. So I had a lot more fun this past season than I did. Even though I probably played more at running back my rookie year, I think some of the experience that I had this year with my teammates was, was more fun. That's
1: awesome.
2: So
0: do you like Miami? Not the team, Miami, the city,
1: the city.
2: I do. I do. I actually, I like South Florida. It's different than the mm. central coast. Yes. Um, Sticky. <laughs> yeah. So when I first showed up out there, I was like, I don't know how anyone lives here, but you get used to the humidity. And then when November and December roll around, you're like, this is the best weather in the world. Oh yeah. Total. Yeah. The weather in think. Miami is perfect in uh, the winter time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do like the area. It's definitely different than Arroyo Grande or mm-hmm. San Luis Obispo, but it's um it's a pretty cool place, a lot of different types of people. Yeah. Um, pretty spots. Oh, yeah. No hills though, which is yeah. weird. Yeah. I yeah like it's like all flat. Yeah, it's all flat. It's very flat. A lot of water. Yeah. A lot yeah. of water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of water. I know,
1: yeah. That's I was kinda curious about like so, you know, I mean, this whole experience, do you feel like a lot more people are wanting to be your friend or do you feel like people are like, Oh, so he did actually do this. And I'm talking about like, yeah. you know, maybe some mission prep kids or some Aurora Grandy people or, I mean, what, what was that? I mean, have you had any crazy experiences like that?
2: You know what? What I think is cool about the Central Coast and like growing up in a Rio Grande in San Luis Obispo—it's so you small, are. anyways, and so everyone's just happy. You they are—they're just... They're
1: all the biggest cheerleaders you got. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So that's
2: what I mainly feel. Obviously, you know, there's like people from college that maybe haven't reached out in a while want to reach out. Sure. But honestly, it's like that's for me. I think it's a it's a fine problem to have. You yeah. know, if more, if more people want to reach out and say something positive, I'm yeah. fine with that. Um, of course there's people on social media that, that love to say negative things oh so, yeah, like, yeah. Um, oh yeah in my mind it's just like you can just ignore those people yeah, uh, yeah. but I don't really have any crazy stories about people asking for stuff I definitely had stories from my rookie season um, people picked me up on their fantasy teams oh. and I disappointed them and, oh you disappointed uh, <laughs> them oh yeah I was, a, I was a fantasy disappointment oh that's and, such a uh, bore <laughs> I was like and they would ask me like the buy-in was $150 and you owe me $150 I was like <laughs> You're the one that played me. I, you didn't, didn't, I didn't. I didn't put know. myself on your yeah. team.
1: Hilarious. <laughs> so wow. the, the
2: fantasy football community is funny, and I've become friends with some of the, like the writers. I. Um, Oh, Over the past good. like two years, just to you know have fun banter with some of those guys, but yeah. some of the people that like message me blaming me for their loss, I'm like, you're like, oh that? please, that's yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, funny. That's, so yeah. Funny. that's funny. Do
1: you have people that like ask for your autograph and are they are yeah. they nice about it? Are they mean about it? Do they want to take pictures when you're like in the middle of eating or what is is that? You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that.
2: I'd say the Dol- the Dolphins fans are awesome. Um I mean, so when I walk around, you know, South Miami. Florida, Miami, yeah. I don't think anyone's. I've had a couple people maybe recognize me, but not, you know, oh. obviously I don't stand, have a I don't helmet stand on. out. Yeah. 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 Uh, but when we travel with the team, <laughs> okay. when we have, when we travel with the team, there's some dolphins fans that travel to every away game, obviously not p- this past season because of COVID, right. but my rookie season, I'd see the same fans in the hotel lobby every time we got on and off the bus, just wow. cheering for us. Oh, that's so cool. And so, yeah, I, I like to stop and, you know, if I can sign something for those people, um, and then there'll be, a lot of the time, they have like our uh, our facility address, so they'll send you a card in the mail and like ask you to sign it. So oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'll do that for some people, but then some people lie, and those letters they can tell. They'll be like, yeah. "I'm a huge Dolphins fan," and they like live in like South Dakota, right? Yeah. right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, sign this so I can sell it on eBay. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. right. Yeah. That's right. We we see that we quite see a bit that. with yeah, uh, w- with some of our other connections that's crazy i know
1: no i'm I'm curious i know this is a stupid question but i like to to hear it um like when you're traveling do you have to like get all dressed up in the suit and tie so when you're off get off of that plane that you're well representative or yeah
2: so my rookie season our coach had the uh the rule that you had to wear a suit and tie on the plane okay So so suit and dress shoes were his rule okay um this past year because of covid didn't they, I, they didn't want guys to go to the dry cleaners, and a lot of guys love to dress up and go shop, so there's like, let's just take that pressure away, and they gave us travel suits. But I, I imagine this next season, we'll go back to... Wearing the nice, okay. the nice suits. And and some you, guys love doing that. Oh, I bet. I, bet, I bet, yeah. I bet.
1: Yeah, yeah. But do you travel in the middle of the night? And because that's the funny part is that I would talk to some of the baseball guys, and they're like, "We have to wear suit and ties and jackets," and then we get off the plane, and it's one o'clock in the morning. Nobody's there, even to you know. and <laughs> yeah. They don't care.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, we so we charter planes, which is nice. So you get to just like pull up to the you know the plane. Yeah. Um, and so leaving we usually leave like mid afternoon. We'll do a walk at our facility on a Saturday and then we fly out to the city we're going to on a Sunday. Or sorry, Saturday afternoon. And then oh. we stay there Saturday and then you get on the plane right after the game, no matter oh. how late it is. So but we if our coach I don't think made us wear our suits on the way back. Yeah.
1: So cuz so yeah, would, you take a shower yeah, and just Yeah, but you get would in.
2: sometimes get home at like 2, 3 in the morning if it was a night game. Yeah. That's... Maybe even later. I think sometimes it would be later.
1: Oh my gosh, that's yeah. wow. That's it. So it's not all glamour, you know. I mean, no. you do. I mean, you just played a football game. You're getting on a plane. You're you're getting home at three in the morning. That's just you're that's... sleeping
0: on the plane. Yeah. Trying, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. But sometimes the adrenaline from the game is just there. you can't sleep. Yeah. yeah, and you just they'll they'll give us film. They give us iPads with the film on the game. So sometimes you're just watching the game with your your buddy. It's like, oh. oh, what should I've done here? And so, oh, um, that's kind of good. The though. plane ride back after a win is actually probably some of the most fun oh, you have in the NFL. Oh, oh I that's just guys awesome. hanging out, just talking, yeah, trading war stories about the game. Yeah, sure. um, that's yeah. Those awesome. are those are some of the most those most fun times.
1: Okay, so I have another question. I'm sorry. Um, wh- who would be somebody that you look up to um, that maybe you admire, and it doesn't have to be the NFL? Just yeah. somebody, just oh, in general. In general.
2: I, I'll start with the NFL because I yeah. someone just popped in my head. So I'll say Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh. Gotcha. And for football fans, every football fan knows Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah. So my first two seasons in the NFL, I was lucky to have him. And he's like, he has seven kids. Yeah, he, so you can relate because you're yeah, one
1: of six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I told
2: him I was like, I'm one of six kids. So I know, I know how your kids feel. Yeah,
1: exactly. And
2: funny enough, I'm I'm closer in age to his oldest son than I am to him. Wow, his oldest wow. son's like 14. I'm 25, and Fitz is 38, 39. We did the math. I'm closer in age to his oldest son. To his oldest
1: son. That is so funny. Uh,
2: But he's like a he's like half older brother, half dad. Almost. And so there was like moments, you know, this past year where actually I got hurt in training camp and I missed a couple days of practice and I was feeling really down because I was like, I'm still you know, going to my second year. I'm yeah, I made the team last year, but there's a chance I don't make the team again this year. And I was just trying to earn my spot. And I missed a couple practices, and I was really down. And then um, Fitz was just probably the best person I could have talked to. And That's he was, so cool. He was right there and, for a few and days, encouraging. encouraging, encouraging, and, and he yeah. has so many stories about his time in the NFL. I think he's going into his sixteenth or seventeenth season, yeah. and he's just he he's as he's as cool as everyone thinks he is on TV. Because when he when you see him play, he's like. He looks like he's having the most fun. Yeah. Like he really is just having the most fun. That's neat. And so working with him on a day-to-day basis, you just see how cool and genuine yeah. of a guy he is. So I look up to the type of teammate he is, I look up to that a lot. Yeah.
1: Sounds like not only the, t- the type of player he is, but yeah. the man that he is. Yeah. You know? That's awesome.
0: I, I think that's so neat to see because a lot yeah. of people don't see that. Mm. Uh, we've seen that from being behind the scenes that a lot of these guys are just good, honest human beings. Yeah. yeah. And they are exactly the representation you see on TV mm-hmm. is them in life, yeah, yep. and it's it's refreshing, yeah you know' it's, the it's, real deal, it's for sure. yeah, the real yeah. deal yeah. how much does the crowd play into you during that game? you know, I mean, we're up in the stands we. Uh-huh. We know what it sounds like from the stands, but what do you hear down below?
1: Can you hear, her mom and dad?
2: <laughs> I, I, I'm bad at hearing people. Like, oh, do you hear me call your name? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I do. Yeah. some people do. Some people have an ear for it. I, guess, I just, I guess I don't. I don't really okay. hear it when people yell. But so I would have. I thought before I was like, I like playing in the game. When I'm in the game, I don't notice anything happening outside. Mm. You're kind of just in the zone. You don't right. realize what's happening. So that's what I thought. But then when we played some of these games with empty stadiums, I realized like how much of an effect the fans have on the environment oh, and like the game. Yeah. So it's because like, of COVID, right? Because of COVID, yeah. yeah, our very first game was at the uh the Patriots. And it's just silent. Silent. <laughs> oh, and like eerie. what we found like later in the in the season, I think they were allowed to pump in noise, but I think the Patriots just decided not to pump in any noise. Mm. And or maybe I, I in my mind I remember it just being completely silent, so, but maybe they did pump in noise. But I was just like out on the field. It was just the weirdest thing.
1: That is, yeah. And so you get
2: used to it a little bit um, throughout the season. But for us, like our home games, we were allowed to have fans, but limited. We kept it limited. And so when we were at home, it was like you just you just felt like the different dynamic of the game. And sometimes there'd be a couple games in a row where limited fans, limited fans away, limited fans at home, Mm -hmm. and then you go to a you know we played in California, we played at San Francisco. Silent right. again, yeah. And there's and nobody, it was just, it's just as weird cardboard feeling. cutouts, yeah. yeah. That's and, and, weird. Um, uh, so I would have thought that the fans didn't have a big effect on like my experience in the game, but I've realized now that they do, they have they a huge do. effect whether you realize it or not. It's yeah. just this energy, yeah. Um, a big play, you just hear, sure. you know, just people just cheering, it. just yeah. excited, yeah. And uh, it's that's a big part of sports that you yeah. don't realize growing up, like because yeah. when you're a kid, you're playing in front of your parents, basically, yeah. that's who you know. Mm-hmm. You have a good shot, and you go, "Hey, did my mom and dad see that?" Yeah. And it's always in your back of your mind when you're playing. And all of a sudden, when you're playing in the NFL, it's like all these huge fans that care so much, and then no fans at all. You're like, "Wow, this is yeah. like—I don't want to say a change. completely different game, but it's definitely a different feel when you're playing." Sure. Yeah, sure. So
1: I bet you're really looking forward to this season. because yeah. fans are going to be probably there yeah. now. So that's, that's what that's it's looking like. I'm kind of curious about just you talking about the um, the quarterback and. Um, so you he's he's thirty eight yeah you're twenty five and I bet there's people that are younger than you,
2: yeah, syndicakin aren't seeing those twenty this year that's wow. a
1: wide range like. And you all respect each other, and, and do you give that guy grief because he's only 20, or do you give the old guy the grief, or is it is there any- I'd say the
2: older guys get the most grief. <laughs> do we, they? Yeah, we used to joke about Fitz just being an old grandpa all the time. Oh,
1: Old grandpa, and yeah. he's 38. Isn't yeah. that funny? <laughs> Call him dad. Hey, dad. Yeah.
2: I, I remember going, when I was going from high school to college, because when you're in high school, you're going to these college campuses, and you're seeing all the people like, wow, they're so old. And I remember th- going into the college campus thinking, like, dang, I'm, like, the young freshman again. Yeah. Am I going to get along with the older guys that are 21? Right, and all stuff? yeah. And then you just end up, you're in the locker room, and everyone's just kids still. Yeah. That's the feeling. Yeah. And so everyone's joking around, still doing the jokes you did back in middle school. <laughs> Hopefully a little bit more mature, yeah. but not all the time. And then, okay, then I'm, like, going to the NFL. I'm, like, what's the NFL locker room Yeah. Like? And I show up, and guys are playing four square in the middle. It's just the same. <laughs> it's, everyone's just... You know, trying to be kids as oh, long as we can. and That's that what it is. feels like sometimes. It's obviously, a, you know, it's it's a work, it's a grind. Oh, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's just like, I feel like it's a bunch of guys just playing a game, just yeah. having having, fun, trying to have fun. Right. Loving you know, a lot what of you it, do. Trying to love it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times it's stressful and it's tough right. and practice gets hard and monotonous. But you go back in the locker room and guys are just, you know, playing four square yeah. or, you know, seeing who can throw this like Nerf ball and hit the land his little cubby on the other side of the sure. locker room, little stuff like that. Oh, you know, yeah. They that's... still have those little moments. And I'm like, OK, this is this is still just yeah, the game fun. that you, you grew up loving to play.
1: Right. Right. Because it is at the end of the day, it is a game. Yeah,
2: it's a game, game, you know,
1: and you're you're really blessed to be able to be there and be able to play still. Yeah. Twenty five. I I
2: feel super lucky. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to play as long as I can.
1: Absolutely.
0: Tell us a little bit. You have your own nonprofit. Uh Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So it's called Walk on then run. It's this name. um, My girlfriend actually helped me come up with this back in in college. Uh, So I started it and then and the idea was like, I'm going into my senior year. I want to play in the NFL, but I had done internships the previous two summers. I was like, I'm just going to focus on football, but you can only work out a couple hours a day, you know, mm-hmm. then you don't get any good returns. You're probably just going to hurt your body. So I was like, what am I going to do the rest of my day during the summertime? Like, why don't I do something cool that aligns with, you know, what I'm passionate about and then use my platform as a Cal football player. And so what I came up with was this uh, summer reading challenge. Mm. And the the way like the Cal fans related to it is as a, as kind of a joke for my touchdown celebration, I would open my hands and pretend to read a book. And there's a funny story with my friends kind of came up with that uh, to poke fun at me, and then I just decided to do it. And then the Cal fans caught on. The Cal fans loved it. And so they knew me as this kid like that liked to read, like school, mm-hmm. but he plays football. And so some of the young kids thought that was cool. So I was like, oh, I'll do the summer reading challenge. Cal Athletics backed it. They're like, all right, if kids complete this summer reading challenge, they'd read four to six books, journal about each book they read. They get free tickets to the games. Oh, nice! And I was asking for like one or two, and Cal Athletics was like, "We'll give away four tickets to any kid that wants to finish a wow. reading challenge." That's so amazing. I don't think they realized how many kids I was going to get to sign up. We ended up having, I think, three thousand signatures. Our kids sign up. I think about a thousand kids showed up to the game. We gave away about three thousand tickets.
1: That's amazing for my first
2: my, my senior uh, the first game of my my senior season, and so that was the start of it. And I was like, "This is awesome. Let's keep it going." So Cal Athletics continue to back it. Um, unfortunately, there was no games this past fall that uh, sure. fans could go to. So they kind of po- they they did we did some like reading um, promotion stuff for kids. But uh, I think we're going to start it up again this year with another summer reading oh, challenge. That's a great. Thing. So that's been um, the focus with my foundation. And then since I joined the Dolphins, um, this past offseason, season we started this uh, this group called the Social Impact Committee. And so I've been involved with that and we just, you know, there's local things in the South Florida area that we focus on, um, but very similar to my foundation, you know, education, community, athletics, stuff that we can help, you know, promote in in the community.
0: Well, that's incredible. That Congratulations so cool, on I that. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So as we get ready to wrap up, cause it's been, I can't believe almost an hour. This has I been love good. It. This we is can keep so going. Good.
1: I'm so glad we got but to finally hear this story.
0: For the youngsters that might be listening or high school or yeah. even someone starting out college, what are, what's some encouragement that you could send their
2: way? I'd say, um, you know, early on in my college career, I'd, I thought I was good enough to play, but I wasn't playing as much as I thought. And because I was so passionate about it, I just kept working and working Mm -hmm. at it. And eventually it paid off. And so, for kids out there, anyone, you know, high schoolers, I like to tell, like, if you're just consistent in your effort, and, you know, it's something you you enjoy doing, I think that's important to, you know, find something you enjoy doing, be consistent in your effort. Mm. And... I, you can't always. You can't say always. It's, like, it's always going to pay off, but I think if you're consistent in effort and hard work, it will always pay off. But not maybe not in the way you think it will. Right. So maybe your goal is to, you know, you want to be the starting point guard, and you're working, you're working, and working. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't become the starting point guard, but in that process of putting yourself through all what it takes to become a better, mm-hmm. per, you know, a better basketball player, or point guard you end up becoming a better person. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so football is great because I think it just teaches you a lot of life lessons. It's taught me a lot of life lessons. But if I never played a down in college, I never played a down in the NFL, like all the time I spent trying to become a good football player made me good at other things. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. so, yeah, just be consistent in your effort. Consistency's huge because there's a lot of people that will stay the same. They'll stay stagnant. But if you're one of those people that for years tries to get a little bit better each day, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. You have a a way better chance of accomplishing whatever you're trying to accomplish.
0: And and, you know, I'm thinking back to Ryan and and baseball when he was being scouted and everything that he did. I will agree 100% with what you said Mm -hmm. because the scouts, the colleges, they're looking for that well rounded person. Mm -hmm. They're looking for that person that, yeah, so what? You had a bad day. You went 0 for 4, you know, and and maybe you had four errors on the field but what's your attitude coming off the field? Yeah. What are you doing in the dugout? What are you doing in the clubhouse? What are you doing wherever, yeah. you know, and do you bounce back from it or do you wallow in your misery? Right. And I, I think it's so important, just like you said, hey, I, I had a bad day. I'm going to go get better right. and we're going to keep going. Yeah. But they're looking for the full package now. They're not right. just looking for, you know, the kid that can go, you know, X number of yards or, you know, right. hit this many home runs. They want the full package.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I this yeah, coach I'm that said, coach. how you do anything is how you do everything. Oh. And I think there's a good amount of truth to it. Yes. Um, you know, I remember in high school, like some kids were like, I'm just, I'm just trying to play college football. Like, why do people care about the grades I get in, in high school? And I think, you know, how you are as a student is a good proxy for how you are as a football player mm-hmm. or how you are, you know. If you're someone that takes care of your business in the classroom, you end up probably being someone that takes care of their business in the film room, in the weight room, out on the practice field. If you're someone that you know, you show up to class, you take notes, you sit in the front of class and you pay attention, you're probably going to do the same thing when you show up to the football stadium. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're someone that studies hard for a test, you're probably one of those people that's going to study, or not study hard, but like run hard out on the, you know, on the field when you do conditioning. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, you know, try hard in practice if you try hard in the classroom. I just, I think there's so much crossover. Yeah. And I I really try to relay that to guys, you know, and and girls when I talk to, you know, high school students and stuff and, and elementary school students, like... You may not think there's crossover, but oh, yeah, there if is. you try to work hard in school, you're going to end up working hard in other parts of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's a
0: complete crossover. I agree with yeah, you 100. percent it Yeah,
2: it's like a mental muscle. It yep. is. It's like the discipline. If you can cross over disciplines, um, that's a good way. Yeah, to you say know, say become it. just mm-hmm. a better overall person. But yeah. no
0: matter what you're doing, and, and no anything matter, you do, it, mm-hmm. anything, whether it's your career, sports, whatever it is, there's study that's involved in mm-hmm. every aspect. Mm-hmm so you have to apply yourself all the way through yeah. because you just can't have that attitude I'm just going to go play college football yeah but what happens when you get hurt i mean right we heard about yeah. your crushing injury you know and you couldn't set those records because you got hurt mm-hmm. but the switch was on hey i i got to move past this you know so what I don't get the records my next step NFL let's go let's go yeah. get it you know yeah. you didn't let it stop you I like that. So that's
1: such a great story.
0: It is. It, it, it is. Ideal.
1: I love
0: it. Patrick, thank you for being thank with you us so today. Much. Thank you guys are having this me. Is, yeah. This has been off at, yeah. uh, awesome. and we're excited for you know your new season, your new season and yeah. coming up, and uh, yeah. getting to play running back, special teams, wherever they're going to put you. Yeah. Right wherever yeah. I can help. that's it. <laughs> that's that's it. great. Still. So, that's right. Yeah. And I think today's uh, conversation has definitely shown that attitude is everything. And um, and what a good attitude will get you. All yeah. So, yeah. right, thanks again to our engineer, Nate Han. Thank you. And uh, Patrick, thank you. thank you. Thank you. Thanks. And remember, Appreciate attitude is everything. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.